Hello and welcome to 25 Cents, an Apple Arcade podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Nick. Each episode, we'll be talking about the Apple Arcade games we've tried, what we keep going back to, and what we think might be great games to check out if you've got kids. And you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, of course, or on the web at goodstuff.fm or goodstuff.network. I think we registered. You can try that out if you're listening and see if that one works. I noticed we both did the customary coffee drink. I don't know if you're drinking coffee. It looked like maybe coffee, but... Uh, it it is indeed coffee. <laughs> Take the opportunity to quickly wet your whistle, as it were. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How was your break? Very good. Uh, well, good in uh, getting some break. Got out of the city for a bit. Did some hanging out with the kids and wintry stuff. Um, I'll just confess this right off the top, though, Nick, that I literally... As we were set up to, you messaged me a couple days ago to set up the recording. I still had not, and I still haven't. I just decided I'm just going to go cold turkey. I didn't actually even install the game. So I'm like the worst podcast uh, co host, uh, video game podcast co host. What is the, what is the, was it penalty box? That's the hockey thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, We'll have to. Where's my, like, I had like a, Soundboard set. I should I have need right. like the or, uh, sad or a, a hat trombone. of shame. You know. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> no, it's that. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, it was. It wasn't even Switch. It was like I mean, Switch was certainly the thing. We were up at the cabin, and you know, you, we brought that along. We thought we'd try that out, but um, that was certainly part of it. But like, I, I as we'll get into in the like, what are you still playing? I did play a lot of like Grindstone actually, and I for whatever reason it was just like I think. Disconnect. I disconnected. It was probably healthy in the in the end. I disconnected from work, from everything basically, and uh, and completely blanked even on going to install the free game. Um, but we'll cover some stuff that I did. I did mess around with in the Apple Arcade corner because there was actually an Apple Arcade at the or Apple uh, Apple TV. Sorry, um, up at the cabin and your 4K oh, Apple TV. So got to mess with that a little bit. But um, anyways, you did play. It looks like judging by the notes, you actually did play over the Alps, which is what we I did decided to review together we both agreed and then i just probably like (laughs) threw it out of my brain (laughs) well yeah i mean uh uh, the the school break last week i had a slightly weird schedule um but took a longer weekend and we you know we did some some outdoor time not exactly wintry here in seattle but um i did find some time at i forget if a little bit on the bus and a little bit uh before bedtime to fit in some over the alps um you know i i liked it it's um it's an interesting game it's you know it's kind of in the visual novel category where you're just making a bunch of conversation choices uh that guide the story and um it's got kind of a so it's set right on the eve of world war ii in switzerland and it's a spy thriller um, so it's got a little bit of a mix of kind of a James Bond feel and a little bit, um, you know, kind of the Indiana Jones, you know, uh, German femme fatale. Is she uh, with you, right? Nazi or not, you know, right. <laughs> um, and that that has, is part of the story. Um, I would say it was probably about an, a little over an hour total playtime, you know, mm-hmm. kind of reading all the text and, and making all the choices that were available. Um Another aesthetic that I really loved it, you know, kind of it looks like this sort of old printed postcards of like some of the the like 40s, 50s, 60s, like Olympics posters, these kind of like abstract, colorful, 
clean line, you know, kind of mid-century European designs um, that that looked really great. Um, and it was also the case that, you know, at any given point in the story, you're picking somewhere between three to five choices. And there was really like an obvious, like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, this is the good guy option. This is the bad guy option. You know, it was, it was a little more ambiguous than that, which I liked. Um, and it, it, it still had a few misses that were a little odd. So, so one was that there's this sort of pursuit mechanic where like, depending on the choices you made in a given chapter, or I actually, they call them acts, um, that would determine whether the, I think Swiss police start to catch up to you (laughs) while you're on your spy mission or not. But it wasn't really clear, like how them getting closer or farther to me actually affected anything. So, like that was like this mechanic that felt disconnected from the other mechanics. Right. Um, and then, yeah. So I did. I did finish the game. I got what appears to be one possible ending, just based on the fact that I unlocked maybe again, you know, twenty twenty five percent of the achievements. I assume I could have gotten the other achievements if I had made other choices at other points in the story. So there is some potential replayability where, you know, you could go in, make different choices, see other versions of the story. I would say it seems like it could use having some ability to pick your protagonist a little more instead of just being the one guy, the one the one British spy. Uh, in, in particular, it seems like they maybe should have you at least choose, you know, whether you're a male or female character. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or, or pick pick the character's gender, um, and then see how that changes some of the relationships you unlock at various points in the game. Um, and then on each postcard, or kind of between postcards, you're kind of in a town, a Swiss town, and you choose some actions to do that'll trigger the sort of the next conversation. It seems like it could have used maybe a little more opportunity to like explore around, look around between story choices instead of just kind of, oh, now I'm on to the next choice. That all said, you know, it's a pretty good game. It's a really nice design. I liked the story for the most part. Uh, I don't see a lot of replayability once you've beaten the story once, but certainly something I could revisit, you know, if I if I just want like a quick, more reading type game than an, than an action game. Right. And yeah, the the music and, and art is is another great entry in, in Apple having selected some really appealing high quality well-crafted kind of games yeah for anybody watching the stream or if you're watching later or listening later and you want to watch on the stream and i'm just playing back the trailer as we talk here just without the sound obviously but just to give you an idea of the visuals of the game and it it's uh this is i think definitely what attracted me to it's interesting how the their website for anybody who's watching again earlier saw like their website talks about oh it's over there we go <laughs> Um, their website talks about how you it's coming soon to Steam. I don't know if that's old placeholder stuff from their website. Like maybe they were going to come to Steam and then they uh, updated it when Apple Arcade came along with some money <laughs> or whatever happened there. Or maybe it is still going to come to Steam. Um, but at any rate, it's, yeah. off Because most games that we've covered anyways are exclusive to Apple Arcade, are they not? Or maybe I'm remembering wrong here. I'm... I, I'm not so sure if it's exclusive because, like, I know some of the big name games that they've promoted heavily, like Sayonara Wild Hearts, are is on other platforms. Right. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, so I don't know how strict those exclusivity agreements are versus just the effort required to integrate with all of the Apple Arcade requirements means, you know, you're effectively doing four platforms anyway, right. you know, because you have to do phone, 
iPhone, iPad, Apple TV, and Mac. Yeah. That that you don't have time to actually make it on other platforms. But I, presumably some of the game engines kind of let you, um, you know, create these things pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, duplicate resources and things like that. So you're not exactly. starting from scratch every time you put it on a new platform. So um, at any rate, that sounds like a fun game, though. Like in, um, we, we still haven't uh, ever come up with like our ratings out of whatever, our 25 cent. <laughs> Is it worth a dollar worth of quarters? I don't know. <laughs> three quarters worth or something. <laughs> Uh, game and a haircut two bits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, which is kind of funny because, again, the mechanics of the Apple Arcade being that, obviously, it doesn't cost anything to download. You're already If you're already in the Apple Arcade subscription plan, then who cares? <laughs> you just try the game, obviously. Um, but uh, in terms of playability and, and interest, it sounds at right. least worth worth trying out if you're if that kind of game appeals to you. Um, and visually, it looks really good, again, like you said. Um, so I'm, I'm sad I didn't play it, but I can still play it, I guess. It's like, yeah, and I think, like with a lot of these games, the the time investment isn't huge. You can really experience a lot of the game, you know, in a couple of short sessions. Yeah, what did you, you said, like an hour, you th- thought? Yeah, so I think I played it over three, three, three or four, like 15 to 20 minute sessions, thereabouts. Right. So yeah. about an hour, a little over an hour to go through the whole story. Yeah. And as far as kid-friendliness... Do you definitely not kid friendly? <laughs> uh, you know, so the the it's it's a spy thriller. There's you know looming war. There is uh, seduction of the various femmes fatale. Um, right now, graphically, it would be fine, but if they can read the text at all, there's a lot of innuendo. Right. Yeah. Which again, depending on, it's funny watching shows. You know, with your kids now that you're like. You, you sort of see the, as, at least I've seen uh, 12, 9, and 7 are the ages. And so the various like confusing looks to like completely flying over their heads with some of the stuff too. And so your, <laughs> your, uh, yeah, your mileage may vary, obviously, depending on your kid's awareness and age and things like that. So, um, but that, that's true. Yeah. When, I, when I'm saying kid friendly, I'm thinking from a mostly six year old mindset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, speaking of kids, I don't know if you, or anything else as far as the game before we move on? No, I think that covers it. Cool. Um, so yeah, let us know if you've played Over the Alps or you disagree with Nick's assessment or or are really disappointed that I didn't play the game at all. Yes, feel free to publicly shame Chris as much as you need, <laughs> all all of you listeners out there. <laughs> at 25 Cent, at 25 C Arcade is our Twitter handle if you want to tweet at us. And then, of course, more at the end of the show for how to get a hold of each of us individually if you so desire. So, um, but yeah, moving on to Kids Corner and uh, we'll say Kids slash Switch Corner, I guess, because you have some interesting news. <laughs> yes, Yes, so we uh, we became a Switch family this past week over break. We we realized uh, it was it was time to treat ourselves uh, <laughs> to a new toy in the house. Um, and I, to be honest, the the driver is more. Um, my wife Anderly is more of a console oriented person, even though we haven't had a console for a long time. Um, in particular. Sonic Mania was a big part of what sold her on the oh, really? possibility. And, and you know, we'd been looking at some of the Mario games like Mario Kart and so forth. But a new Sonic game in the style of the classic Genesis games, the 2D ones that she grew up with, with her older siblings, um, was, I think, what kind of put us over the edge. And how does it, um, I'm just like, we haven't even crossed it, come across that one yet, but uh, how does it compare for her in terms of like 
either a nostalgia hit or like a fun continuation of the that style of game. Yeah, so it's very much in the style of what at least what I remember of the Genesis version that I played at Friends and but you know they made some some improvements. The levels are a little larger. There's like smoother, more continuous scrolling and graphics. You know, so it very much is a modern re-implementation of but trying to look like the classic. So it, it ends up it kind of is like the um, you know, Star Trek The Next Generation HD remaster. You know, they went back to the original film and redid all the special effects and everything, but very much in the style of what it would have looked like with late 80s, early 90s. Right. Uh, so, so again, this is 1995 aesthetic, but with a modern 2D games engine. Cool. Yeah, I'll have to, I, I was a Sega Genesis owner back in the day. I think I said back in episode one or whatever of the show, but um, and definitely played my fair share of Sonic, so it would be big fun one to try out and is it have uh does it have multiplayer as well or is it a single you know we i haven't explored that i think i saw there were a couple of modes on the splash screen um since i was mostly working last week i haven't had quite as much time on the switch <laughs> as the other members of the family um and i'll i'll have to invest some time this evening and and actually uh, mario kart is is the one that that was uh, has been drawing me the most um you know we had it for we but you know, I played the SNES version back in the day uh, at friends, and in college, my roommate had a GameCube, so we played Double Dash a fair bit. Um, yeah. So that, that's one, especially going back to the old courses. Oh, and my orthodontist office growing up had an N64 in the <laughs> lobby, so I would oh, yeah. like maybe I mentioned this. I, I'd like wish my sister had more braces, things <laughs> to get done, so I could play more Mario Kart because I'm a bad brother. <laughs> Of all the, like, the, I'm thinking through, like, doctors, dentists, uh, whatever, you know, optometrists, places you take your kids to, our orthodontist, the one, we've been there once, but, like, with the, that they had, like, a, I think it was an Xbox, like, the original Xbox controller-based or video game system, you know, in a sort of locked behind a cabinet that you could play, and our kids are, like, even though they have an Xbox One here and a Switch now, it still is, like, this enticing thing to go <laughs> go to that orthodontist. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting your mouth, like, yeah, all gaped open and looked at, but... It's worth it to just play an Xbox for a little while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and you did the uh, so you picked up Sonic Mania, Mario Kart, any, anything else? Uh, and the new Super Mario Brothers. So, in terms of um, my son being six and relatively new to consoles, but a heavy touchscreen user, Mario Kart he seems to pick up pretty well. I mean, he still has some. He's learning how to steer well on all the courses, but he can complete a course by himself, you know, and yeah. and play and have fun playing. Uh, the Mario Brothers platformer is currently not very fun for him, and I think he is still just learning the move and jump. Like he'll yeah. he'll move, stop, try to jump, kind of coordination. Yeah. Um, so we'll you know if if he's interested in playing that one more, we'll we'll spend more time with that one. Um, yeah, but he does like. I think there's a mode where you can add an additional character who's like undamageable. And so he can move around as that character and pick up coins while like me or, or Anderley are jumping around and actually moving through the level. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how that, like what I took for granted of like run and jump mechanic of even in 2d Mario and playing that then to see my kids learn how to play video games for the first time and how that's like such a stumbling block of like, moving and jumping at the same time to like get to a platform whether it was a lego you know star wars game or like mario or whatever those kind of games too it's right. just like it's so frustrating until you can sort of get 
wrap your head around what you have to do with that. And then it's like, uh, then it becomes second hat. Obviously it's really easy going forward, but it is like a, right. yeah. I, w- I remember thinking like when our oldest was at that stage thinking, oh, maybe they won't actually get that. Like, <laughs> you know, as if they like, he wouldn't learn to read or, you know, like similar idea of like, this is going to be the thing that stops him from playing video games. And kind right. of like, you, you need to get a tutor for, yeah, for exactly. gaming. The running uh, jump tutor. To, yeah. <laughs> exactly. um, you know, I think I remember reading a while back, aren't there some like Twitch streamers that tutor adults to be better at Fortnite? <laughs> I could see it. I, I don't doubt that for a second. I mean, there's courses on everything, obviously, these days. And yeah. I'm sure there's like, yeah. yeah, the frail video game male ego of uh, not sucking at, at Fortnite and you know, having your kids or losing some 12-year-old kid right. somewhere. <laughs> well, yeah, so that's what, it, with the jumping thing, like, I could not even explain, like, it's so ingrained muscle memory from decades of play that I could not explain how to do it well. Like, I just kind of kept trying to demonstrate it. And I think we'll just, it'll be some repetition if he's interested in that category of game. I was gonna say, did you get the, um, I forget how you get this. Like, there's a, you have to have the Nintendo Switch online membership and then you can download the old like NES, Super NES um, console kind of emulator. Right. Yeah. So we have not uh, enabled that membership. Uh, we were actually just running through the services spreadsheet yesterday. And I think with, <laughs> the budget. with CBS All Access on right now for Star Trek Picard and Apple Arcade and some others, probably won't turn that on for a while. Maybe this summer, I would yeah. say. Um, there was some really weird like Xbox, no, Discord slash Amazon Prime. No, it was Amazon Prime had like a one-year Nintendo online membership thing that they gave away. At one, like a, It was like six months ago, but you couldn't, you can't set it up or initialize it unless you have a Switch. So like I, I activated it on my Twitch account, my personal Twitch account with Amazon Prime, but then I was worried I wasn't going to get a switch in time. And all of a sudden, like when we were setting it up, I remembered, oh yeah, I did that like a while ago. And so I logged in and I still actually had six months left on my free year somehow. I don't know. So it'd be worth checking your Amazon Twitch account or whatever. I don't know which, your Prime account, I think. Yeah, you get Twitch Prime as part of being an Amazon Prime member. I'll have to check that out because I do have a Twitch account, but I don't know if it's all linked up to my Nintendo Online account. Yeah. And then we've actually been using... I had an existing Nintendo Online account from some of those iOS Nintendo games. Right. But for the purchases on the Switch, we've been making Anderley's account the primary. Yeah, it's actually, it's confusing again, like all family accounts are with video game consoles. It's like nobody actually has family when they set these things up. But like the Switch one, whichever account it's under, so mine is the one that has the Nintendo Online membership and you either buy... uh, personal uh nintendo switch online thing or it's a family pack for five or whatever accounts on the switch and only if that account is logged in and playing which there's no passwords for you anybody can just pick your account or whichever account has the membership but the only that one is allowed to use all the benefits of it whereas like on an xbox you buy xbox live and it covers you can share it with other users of your xbox so like your family members um and so yeah it's messes messes us up sometimes because that's where you get the online play but Fortnite, for example is covered for free under because it's Fortnite, <laughs> and so it you anybody can play that online you don't need to have a nintendo online membership to do that but like all the nintendo emulators nes etc are all have to have a nintendo membership so if my kids want to play like super mario brothers 2 this is all a long-winded w- version of saying way of saying i was remembering how super mario brothers the original game for nes the first level is basically like teaching you how to run and jump, like 
doing that mechanic. Otherwise, you basically die every time the Cooper Trooper comes along. And, right. You know, and it's kind of like just you have to learn by fire. <laughs> and so uh, that's where a lot of us kind of have that from, I guess, originally. And it's, it is a cool nostalgia hit for anybody who played NES, Super NES, whatever level, you know, wherever you joined in. There's just this whole library of games that are included with the Nintendo Online subscription that are worth checking out, just even if you do it for like a month or two, and then you can keep it going or not, I guess. But um, yeah, so I think we've switched. We've gone probably really long on the Nintendo Switch at this point. <laughs> it's not no longer a corner now; it's half the room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're 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 really just like putting down a a, a, a dividing wall between uh, Apple Arcade and, and Switch here. Oops, um, I, I don't expect we'll keep adding new games uh, every week to our switch library no yeah but it's expensive like they're that's what's still amazing like the switch is still they haven't really dropped the price the games are still 80 bucks like and the games are tiny like i don't know if you saw you've seen that yes. like the little cartridge so we just actually picked up a carrying case that has like the slots for and our kids opened up the box and they're like there's slots for 20 games in here <laughs> like as if now we can get 20 games it's like no no we're good nope, with the library nope. yeah <laughs> but we did actually pick up so i got my first digital download one I, we picked up minecraft so i was joking and tweeted like how we're now a three minecraft family we are three platform minecraft family we have the like windows mac version plus xbox version now switch because it is just one of those games that if your family's into that anyways that kind of game it just it's nice to have it everywhere because all three kids for in our case and me included can just hop on play and enjoy it and have have fun and there's no like because there's a lot of games on nintendo switch where it says it's multiplayer but then actually what it is is one person on this each person has to have their own switch let's say and that'll still be like a one right. to four player game or even with minecraft each person has to have two joy cons in order to play uh if it's on a screen or whatever and so you're you are limited to like each joy con set is like a 70 to 80 dollar canadian anyways it's not cheap for a set of Joy Cons, so um, right. It does add up over a while to <laughs> to be able to play in these stupid things. Well, uh, that reminds me to to briefly pivot back to Apple Arcade. Is some of the multiplayer functionality is a little strange. For example, I briefly tried the Super Mega Mini Game game on the family iPad, and you can't do multiple players locally. You have to do it as like local Wi-Fi play across multiple devices. So it limits, yeah, that's where it, yeah, Super Mega Mini Party, that one? Or, yeah, Mini Party, that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's still, it, it's frustrating because, and it's, I know, like, I, I empathize with the video game publishers, I guess, or, or Switch themselves or whatever. How do you, like, there's only, because there's so many ways you can play with the, the thing, like, if it's hooked up to a TV, if it's tabletop, if it's handheld, and then how do you differentiate? And they do a decent job with all the icons mm-hmm. on the back of a game as to how multiplayer it is or whatever, and which, which modes are multiplayer and stuff like that, but... But yeah, it's there was one another one we were looking at. Oh, Splatoon, I think, is the other one. That's a really fun Switch game, Switch only game, and where you're running around painting the world in your color versus another team, and like it's a fun kind of like competitive game that's very like low violence, really. Um, even though you are kind of like killing each other with paint, but <laughs> um, but it is only multiplayer online. I think we figured out because we couldn't get a way to like yeah. Anyways, you kind of like. Luckily, we're not buying the games. We're just borrowing them for the library and then finding out the hard way, I guess, that no, not all three kids are going to play this now. They have to like fight over who gets to play when and stuff like that. So, but I digress. But out of Switch Corner into Apple TV Corner briefly. Yeah. So you, you played with one uh, on your, on your trip? Yeah. So the, my, the 
I forgot my parents' cabin had a, has a 4K Apple TV they picked up when they moved in or whatever. And and so we were just kind of investigating it. It actually has decent like multi-account. So my brother-in-law's account was in there, but I could add my account to it. Much nicer than the old Apple TVs that I remember anyways for managing multiple accounts on one Apple TV. And then you can choose whether you're sharing some of that stuff with each account or if it's locked to your account. Um, but then I, so I investigated, I signed into my account and then turned on Apple Arcade on my account on the Apple TV and just the only game we tried um, was Mini Metro. Because um, we're uh, understandably, we're at a cabin. We're supposed to be like out in the woods, not really worrying about TV and screen time. But it was also minus 40 outside and I needed to get some work done. So <laughs> I Ooh. digress. Um, but uh, so the Mini Metro is what we tried. And um, it, one interesting note, side note, I guess, is that I downloaded or played it on the Apple TV. And then I went back to my phone later and Mini Metro was already installed on my phone. Like I hadn't done it automatically. It just or it did it automatically. I hadn't chosen anything to install it on my phone. But none of the other games that I've played on my phone were automatically on the Apple TV, I guess, maybe understandably, just because there's less space on an Apple TV. I don't know how they measure when and how to do that for you. But Yeah, I know there's some settings for, like, pre-Apple Arcade, the way your purchases would auto-download on different devices or not. Yeah, yeah. So maybe there's some setting on the app. I didn't spend too long investigating it. So we were... Right. It was funny watching like kids try to play. So Mini Metro is the game where you're like trying to like draw roads essentially from a car's garage to their uh, business or work or whatever. And kind of like dealing with different colored roads that have to line up and things like that. And um, so they're playing it with the Apple TV remote itself actually, which is an exercise and a bit of frustration. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like a very touch native game um uh, you mean um mini motorways they're sort of their sequel to mini metro yes sorry yeah mini metro yeah. motorway maybe is what it's called i forgot what it is. Yeah. yeah yeah not the because the original one was like trains trains yeah. yeah um so also a fun yeah very fun game on whatever platform you can find it on um but like, and it's hard to know because like my oldest was playing it and, and the, young, the middle one also tried it. And it, it's kind of like, it's also just new and fun to play it. It's a game they hadn't seen before. And so anything I could have thrown Tetris or, or Pac-Man up and they would have loved it too. Like it's not, it's just kind of like something new and different. Um, but, but yeah, I definitely wouldn't want to be playing too long on with the Apple TV remote <laughs> for any amount of, whether whether it's a touchscreen game or even like just picking menu items and stuff, it's just a very like, it's touch sensitive and very sensitive controller and you can very easily hit the wrong button all of a sudden you're back at the menu um, and you didn't mean to actually go back and, and things like that. So, but did make me want to play mini, met, mini motor metro, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> try that out. Yeah, I should go back to that one. I haven't touched it in a while. Um, but the, like the interface for sure on Apple TV, like the 4K Apple TV is is beautiful for navigating games uh, picking games, downloading them. Um, and it was like, it's a very slow Wi-Fi connection. We had our internet connection with Wi-Fi up there um, and downloaded pretty quickly and was playing, you know, without a lot of hassle. And I'm pretty sure it was just a 32 gig model uh, Apple TV for whatever that's worth. So, um, but yeah, rumors point to now brand new models. Now Apple TV Gen X is the, the new listing that apparently in Target anyways, that Mac rumors is pointing to. Um, New Apple TV, new iPod Touch, and Apple Series X bands. But the Apple TV and iPod Touch are, I guess, of interest to this show anyways, where uh, it seems like that would be the smart thing for Apple to release is like some sort of like iPod Touch slash Apple TV with a a year free Apple Arcade or something like that. And it's just like, here you go. Here's your arcade games for (laughs) 
right some kind of console bundle um yeah. yeah i think at this point i don't expect them to release a first party controller especially since they announced support for for various other controllers but i, I i'm surprised they don't have a version where it's like the apple tv and a remote and a controller all in one box you know and that's again where i think any anybody who's paying attention to Apple for a long time will know that it's it's always like they sort of half-heartedly toss the gamers a bone just to keep them all, dragging them along. Yeah. <laughs> they never really go all in. Like there's it's and it's not their first or second even like focus obviously as a company, uh, but it just feels like there's just like it's like there's seventy percent of the way there. They could just like put a little bit more effort in and like really rule that category if they really wanted to. In a lot of ways, um, them and Switch, like Nintendo, to be honest, could take over the casual gaming market in in a heartbeat it feels like there's poised to do that anyways but yeah it's not like they're worried about cash flow i guess these days so right their their business model is from a different space i guess yeah yeah so um yeah so if you got questions about apple tv or thoughts let us know and uh and also switch i guess for that matter too we're, we're not <laughs> we're not a switch podcast but we'll we're tangentially tangentially yeah, I, I imagine we we kind of there's some natural comparisons, especially you know Apple Arcade has these different platforms where games can be touch or controller, and I think Switch has some sort of similar like are you playing it on the Pro controller on a TV or are you playing it handheld? Yeah, yeah, it's so it's fun stuff. Um, what uh, what games are you still going back to? Speaking of gaming. <laughs> Yeah, so I always fit in a little bit of grindstone here and there. I've not yet completely completed the game, going back and getting all the crowns and whatnot. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Speed Demons lately. So this is you know, a simple little racing game uh, just on my phone with touch. Although uh, people watching on the stream can see this, but I, I find I have a very claw-like you know, because you're you're using one finger to control the position of your car, left or right, while it zooms really fast, and and you kind of cramp up as you're constantly dodging the little traffic in the game, and and so on. <laughs> Is it like a? It's not like a music game that you're control, like where you have to do it on the beat or anything like that. It's it's actually like just straight up racing. Yeah. So it's. Um, Oh yeah, it's got a couple yeah. different game modes. Uh, there's like rally mode and slalom mode and pursuit mode. So there's different game types, but in general, you don't control forward. You just go. You you're going at speed and you're steering left right to kind of change lanes and avoid traffic. Right. Um, oh. And the soundtrack is it's kind of a a, a very beat heavy you know electronic soundtrack. But it's not part of the game, right? Doesn't it's not like an interactive component or whatever, right? In terms of the game itself. How about cool. you? What else have you been playing? Well, besides not playing the game we're supposed to be playing, I, <laughs> I did play. <laughs> that's probably where I was like, I actually dug deeper into Grindstone, and so I, I mean, I'm still like, uh, what is there? How many sections are there? Like, I'm not. Looks like there's one. I can see like four. At least is what it lets me scroll through. So I, like, yeah, it's um. I think it's 150 total levels, 15 levels, so 10 sections. Oh, okay, yeah. So I've got still a ways to go. Um, but yeah, that's that one actually has occupied a lot of my. That sort of like, uh, I need a quick little thing to jump in and out of. And actually, they just added uh, what is it? it might have been since we last recorded. They added the mode where you can, or maybe it was when we last recorded, but where it, it'll allow you to stop mid-game, so you don't have to like start at the beginning of that level even, so you can go out of it um, and. 
Oh, I had noticed sort of that like partway through. Um, I, well, at some, at some point it changed anyways, cause I noticed now I can like, I'll, you know, quick cause whatever, somebody gets up in the night and I'm putting them back to sleep and playing part of a level right. and then going back to bed and, uh, and then picking it up again later. And it's still in that same game or whatever, the same individual level, uh, wherever I left off. So, um, and yeah, getting to that point where it's, you're having to like figure out which, what's the best toolkit to have with you in the, in per level or whatever, and, and which equipment to take with you and getting stuck on a few like trying to figure out the best route to go and stuff like that so um that's one that's been occupying most of my apple arcade time anyways for sure um yeah and speaking of grindstone i know my my friend Corey over on a starting point podcast mentioned that grindstone is his primary uh apple arcade play on his phone and um he he said he he's been using following our reviews uh to uh to kind of decide what to try next. So that's cool. Right. <laughs> Shout out to them. So go check them out. Starting point. Starting point is the podcast name. Do you know, you don't have the address offhand. We have address. You can, we can throw it in the show notes anyways. Yeah, I'll throw it in the show notes. If we didn't already. Okay. I think we might have in the previous episode, but yeah. Um, so speaking of which, you can find us on online, uh, twitter.com slash 25 C arcade is our Twitter handle. And then uh, what are we going to play for next, next episode? Um, so we talked, uh, Doing what mutazioni? Yeah, um, go from Switzerland to Italy. I guess I don't yeah. know. <laughs> As another story game. Yeah, that, I think we might as well keep going with that. A mutant soap opera where small tongue gossip meets the supernatural. So, if you're playing along at home, you can download that in the app store. If you're not sure how to spell it, we can you can hit up goodstuff.fm/slash/25c/slash/ten. This is episode ten of twenty-five cents, and we'll have all the links to the uh, various games we've talked about. And things we referenced in the episode. Um, yeah, episode, episode 10, a little bit of a milestone. Yeah. <laughs> Another podcast I had, it just passed 400 episodes. So it feels like wow. 10 is like a, just a little blip on the, on the radar. But then I know for every, it's kind of like those, one of those round numbers that you pass and you need to like celebrate. So uh-huh. here's to us. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for 10 more. Exactly. We'll renew this episode or this podcast for 10 more episodes. So, um, but in the meantime, I hope you're enjoying Apple Arcade wherever you are. And thank you for listening to 25 Cents, an Apple Arcade podcast. You can find me on Twitter at iChris, which is where you can let me know that I'm, I should be ashamed for how little I played Apple Arcade this last week. <laughs> and, and you can find me on Twitter uh, where I'm mostly posting about food and uh, politics lately. And pretty much everywhere else as Ultra Nerd with that's N U R D. And you can find 25 cents wherever you listen to podcasts, of course. And be sure to check out the good stuff Patreon, patreon.com slash good stuff. The uh, brothers Roderick have been doing their uh, midnight snack episodes show, uh, which, and they do a full, like, unedited version that goes on the Patreon campaign. So if you're curious at all what the making of a midnight snack sounds like, that's, you can get a preview of that on the patreon good stuff patreon and uh, and also just support the podcast network of good stuff so thank you for listening hope you have a great day bye bye <laughs>